Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Glad to have you back. I am so excited because Eric is here with me. And every time I get Eric on, it is a blast. And we have our own podcast, and we do this more than we do our own podcast because we're just that busy, and we need to do this more. But if you recall, last time I had Eric on, we were discussing the Masters, and we pretty much nailed it other than Sihu Kim, who did not come in for us there down the stretch. We'll talk about that today. But today, U.S. Open, another major. How are we going to bet it? How are we going to live bet it? What do we need to know about the course? Eric has very fine details for you about the course. I'm excited to hear about it. I, on the other hand, have done very little to uh, prep for this, so I'm going to wing it, as always, and we'll see how it works. Um, but before I get into all that, I want to let you guys know right now, as it's scrolling around, down on the bottom, you can get all my picks. You can become a part of the community over at Locals, gameon.locals.com. You can join for free. I'm making all the content there on free. I have a Patreon page. I'm shutting that down. We're going strictly to the locals. It's going to be all free for you guys. Beautiful thing, thing about it is there's going to be multiple cappers, multiple people in there, all in one community, and you yourself can contribute. You can talk. You can post. You can you can build your own little platform up in the community. We The main goal of it is all of us to work together to find the best bets every day and to talk them out. I even, every day I have a live chat going. So you hop into the live chat, see what people are saying, throw in your own comments, throw in the bets you like, let's talk them out. Maybe you're on the fence about something. Let's see, let's talk it out. Maybe someone convinces you, maybe someone convinces you to stay away. I don't know, but it's a fun community. Come join gameon.locals.com. It's a lot of fun. We're building it up there and uh, I, it's worth, worth a shot to check out. It's free, right? All right. Let's bring him in. Eric, <laughs> how are we doing? We're doing great. We're doing fantastic. I got my little I got my little Celtsy on. I put on my comfort. It's not the weekend. This is usually my weekend shirt, but I figure we're talking golf. We're gonna relax. And I'm just gonna, oh yeah. Yeah, you're getting hydrated. You're ready for it. Me, on the other hand, I'm getting loose. <laughs> okay, before we get any farther, somebody at work gave me a Marciano cherry soaked in moonshine. So I got got home the other day and I was like, hey, let's just pop that baby in. And uh wasn't ready for the kickback. Definitely want to mix that with something. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Put some fur on your chest for sure. Oh, I so, bet. Oh man. Well, All right. Let's uh let's do this. We we were debating whether we were gonna do this live, and here we are, we're doing it live. Screw it. Um let's talk US golf. Open. Can, I, I, one of the things I want to say before we get into all the details you got for us, actually show everyone the the research you did. So you and I were talking last night and you said, Hey, I want some course uh, knowledge, like we what we did for the masters. And we talked about how it's kind of a ticky tacky course, you know, you need more accuracy. Inconsistency. Mm -hmm. So I wrote up this little piece of paper, right? I had some notes, sent it to you, and I was like, hey, I got some research. And then today, uh, you know, just I was sitting there and I go, let's watch some aerial footage, some drone footage of the golf course. So I wrote up another piece of paper, F and B, my guy, front and back. We are detailed up. I have sprinkler heads on here. <laughs> Dude, if there was a prop bet to see if a golf ball, Hit a sprinkler head, I could tell you what hole. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I just want everyone to appreciate the fact that you watched live aerial footage today of the course because that's how much homework you put into this. And I think that that will make people feel better too about, about trusting what we're talking about. Yeah. 
I mean, at the, end, I at the end of the day, these guys are so freaking good that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the field picking someone before they've even teed off on the first round is so hard, right? You're taking these well, long shots. There's, and, there's a reason why the favorite to win the tournament is still nine to one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, he's coming back from COVID too. Like, let's be honest. No, but, I'm just saying in any given tournament, it's like they're nine to one because it's like, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, um, that's, the, that's the biggest thing, especially on a course like this. Like, uh, Tory Pines has a north and a south course, right? The last whoa, time, whoa, whoa. before course, we get into the course, hold on one second. I want to do one more thing. Okay. Uh, one thing I heard today, sports betting wise, is William Hill came out and said they've got seven figure liability if Phil wins the tournament because they have him at 50 to one. That's how many people are betting Phil. And what I want to say was, you do not want to bet Phil. First of all, I mean, winning back-to-back majors is tough enough for anyone, let a guy, let alone a guy in his, you know, that's fifty. Two, Phil does not play well at this course, and that's where I want you to step in and talk about why would Phil not be playing well at this course? Tell us about this course. So Phil is actually plus one hundred to miss the cut. So if you think he's going to be poor, a poor performer, grab he will. the plus. Grab he's the plus odds right now. Bend it now. I don't know. He's pretty good, um, you know, because he just won. He's not going to be out of it by any means. But when it comes to this course, I mean, you can talk summary if you want. There's um, a few things, a few changes that they did over the years um, since 2008 when Tiger, I'm pretty sure, mopped up everyone at this same course. But there's a north and a south course. They're playing the south course at Torrey Pines. Um, for example, what they're, uh, one thing that they added is they added a bunker off the first hole. Um, on the right-hand side. Uh, just so you know, 48% of players hit the fairway in 2008. So that means 52% of the time they didn't hit the fairway. Uh, the Throughout the whole shot, tournament? Yeah, 2008. So four, the whole on course? the first hole. On the first oh, first hole. hole. Oh, first hole. First hey, hole. Heavy, ste- heavy Steps is in the house. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the approach shot, uh, the average score in 2008 was 4.35 now if you want to know first hole is a par four so there is a chance that uh these leaders could come out with a bogey right off the bat because this first fairway they did add that bunker on the right side which made it harder for players to score which might be something to look into for um the final day if if whoever's in the lead maybe try to look to bet someone if they're within a stroke or two if you like them dude Okay, let's let's settle down. All right, I'm gonna read no, off. I'm hole, just saying. I'm gonna read off hole one through eighteen. We're just gonna go through this because this is this is I don't know a winner. Um, it's all over the place. Patrick Cantlay is the number one golfer in the world right now based off points, but everybody in their uh, family is on Bryson DeChambeau because he hits the ball a country mile. And now, this is, course isn't, isn't this course that. a longer a longer par fours than usual? Yes, they're like four to five hundred uh, yards for par four, right? Yeah, so it's and that's where that's where I'm getting to. Uh, what did I text you earlier today? Or that was a tweet. The average bunker distance was 280 mm. yards off the tee, and the average driving distance on the tour is like three 300 ish. So these guys that don't drive it consistently as far, you're going to see uh, a lot of these bunker placements come into play. So they might not be able to hit these drivers because they're going to have to lay up and hit necessarily three woods or something just to be sure of that and even though these guys are professionals once you get even if you do drive to that 300 mark you're a little less accurate at that point than 
than hitting it closer. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like, like they might've drilled it, but they might, they might lose control of it. And it might go 300, but it might land up, you know, into a bunker where if they would have just let up a little bit, they, they might not have hit yeah, that. I mean, it's a lot easier to hit play from the fairway in any, <laughs> at any level. But these guys, if they're, because it is a longer course, because what they did is they moved tees back. Some tees vary by 40 yards. They made one par five, a par four. Uh, just for this course. So the regular standard par is 72. If you go out and play, you and I go out and play, we get a scorecard at 72. It's actually 71 for this tournament because they've made one hole uh, a par four. Um, so 71. So that that's good to know. So just real quick before we jump in, some of the common um, common like uh, betting stuff, especially if you're doing like those little tournaments um, or just a bet, like, what would you say, for example, what do you think the winning score is going to be? Oh, you're talking the... Like a range. What range would you say? You think it's going to be closer to like minus five or could we get to double digits? So are you talking the winning the winning score overall 279 or under? Mm-hmm. That one? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this, this course is probably going to be in the eight, five to eight range for um, winning score. Okay. So uh, these guys, I mean, you'll see. So let's just go over hole by hole. And then once I talk it out loud, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about here. So what about, um, what about one more thing before you get into that? Who do you, what do you think the lowest score of the day could be? Or of the, of the, uh, the lowest score of the tournament for one day from any person? Lowest score? Do you, think someone, could sh- do you think someone could shoot a 65? They have it set at 65 and a half. Okay. Um, okay. I'm thinking somebody does poke a 65 because that is six under. Um, but you'll you'll see. Would you would you bet 64? I would bet the 65 and a half because I think they're going to shoot 65. I know, but like I'm talking about, if you got plus money on it, would you get? Would you bet someone hits a 64 or better? I wouldn't take 64. Okay, I'm just I'm wondering because yeah. I'm going to enter one of these free contests, and those are one of the questions they ask. <laughs> Yeah, I would do sixty-five. I think sixty-five is a is a really good number. Um, sixty-five and a half. That I mean, BetOnline.ag. That's where they. That's where I just saw that prop. Uh, I like the over on eighty-six and a half for highest score. You always love that, dude. But this course makes sense. This course makes sense. Um, do you, so, and I promise this is the last one, and you can get into the courses or in the holes. Um, do you think what's the what's the lowest and this might be tricky but what's the lowest score someone could be behind the leader going into the final day that you think that they could win because remember i guess the leader could also have a terrible day but i'm thinking like is minus if they're four back that's probably the far, furthest they can be back to have a realistic shot of winning it or so i found this little nugget uh in the last 50 years, more champions have been outside the top 20 after the first round. If, uh, or after, yeah, after the first round, 20% have gone on to win after having that lead. So, so if, don't bet the leader. So don't bet the leader after day don't one. Don't bet the leader after day Well, I never do. I hate that. <laughs> um, two, we're going to look outside the top 20. Mm-hmm. So especially this is what we're made for because we find those gems. Yeah. We find those Siwoo Kins. 
Dude, Siwu, man, he's he's on my. I got a little personal note I need to take up with him. Okay, hold one. <laughs> but, Let's go. So, so for live betting purposes, this is why we're doing this uh, because there's a lot Rapid of prop fire. bets. Uh, hole one, par four, driver, uh, green slopes to the players. So big drive birdie can is possible, but like I said, they added that bunker there on the right hand side. Um, so more likely, a majority of the players are going to get par because it's first hole jitters. Some guys come out firing, depends on the pin placement, but that's one thing. When you live bet, you can live bet multiple days, right? So if, uh, they always do, let's say, you know, if it's a clock, they're going to do noon, three, six, and nine. It's going to be somewhere in that area. So if you've watched, you know, the three rounds and they've hit noon, six, and nine, they're obviously, pin placement's going to be in on the right side of the green somewhere. So... And you can look these stats up uh, because the PGA does post the pin locations on Twitter. So for the final round, for the second round, they'll show you a map of where everything is. So you can take some of these notes and you can live bet uh, some of these guys on how they're playing. So uh, the green does face these guys. Hole number two is a par four. It's the only par four under 400 yards. It's narrow with a false front and the green has pockets, which means that... Um, like little bowls. So if the pin's in front, it's going to fall into a bowl. And it has three bowls. So it has one in the front, one in the back, one in, or, and then two in the back. Kind of Mickey Mouse ears. Okay. So hole two, we want to look for someone that's really good with a short game. Like precise. So hole two, you could almost bet Bryson DeChambeau birdies. Okay. That would be a good one because it's under 400 yards. His average driving distance is 322 yards, which means that he has a little flip wedge in. If he hits it 322, he's hitting a little chip shot into one of these bulls on the green. And we'll want to we'll pick the day that um, the pin placement's the most favorable too, right? Yeah. So if it's in the center, front center, back, back, middle, left, and then back, middle, right, there's little bulls there. If it's right dead in the middle, it's on a dome. It's going to be a tough pin. Uh, hole number three. Multiple T areas are actually for this hole. So whether they put the T's in one location or the other, it's a 40-yard difference for these players. So it's also downhill into the wind. It's a par three, though. Uh, it's tough because uh, short is a bunker and long it goes off a cliff, and it's tough to judge. So you're going to see a lot of guys uh, you know, hit, hit kind of these safer shots. So uh, three, you could probably bet these guys par Far more than they would be. Hey, un- un- unplug your mic and plug it back in real quick or something. I'm on it. How's it look? Sounds better. Better? Yeah, now you're frozen though. So I can hold it up like this. There you go. No, 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 you're good. You're good now. I'm sorry. I, I There was just like a every like few seconds it was like a little staticky. So I didn't know if that was. Gotcha. All right, hole, hole four. Yeah, so well, hole three is the par three. Bet a majority of pars. If you're going to lie, bet it. Bet that the guy makes par. Hole four. Which you'll I probably wrote, have to leave some big on that one, but. Yeah, I mean, hole four. Probably I like minus 150. Right, yeah, but I mean, still, if that's an easy bet, you know, if you're live betting it, bet that he's going to par. If he makes birdie, okay, you're going to get it back on another one of these holes. But. True. Hole four, uh, par four, I wrote ocean left. That's basically what you need to know. Everything slopes to the ocean. 
uh, and it's a 500-yard par four. So okay. a, guy, a guy with a big drive, uh, a lot of these guys are going to be right-handers. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys are going to have a lot of power. They're going to be hitting draws. Everything's going to roll down the hill. They're probably going to be in the bunker, or not in the bunker, um, in the rough on the left-hand side. So left-handers like Phil, uh, if they hit a draw because they stand on the other side of the bowl, rather than it going this way, it's going to go this way. And it's he's essentially going to be going against the grain. So Phil or Bubba, uh, the left-handers, can hit this massive draw and not have to worry about going in the ocean. In case of anybody's God, I, uh, I want to bet Bubba, but you know, he's Bubba top been 10. Let me down. He's been letting me down. <laughs> um, so the next one, par five or hole five. It's another par four. There's a lot of par fours. I think this is what we talked about. Um, this one is straight. And then I wrote bunker sits at 300 yards. You have to hit this peered up green. It slopes in the front and there's a sprinkler on the front, right? (laughs) Um, So you'll see these guys that come in and they might hit these little chip shots, but it's on a peered green. So they got to hit it uphill and you know, the ball might roll back and they, they're going to be stuck with these little chip shots or trying to putt around a sprinkler head. Uh, One thing, I mean, this is me watching aerial footage kind of, zooming in on the green, figuring out exactly where I am, doing the whole VR experience. I can tell Once you right again, now. For those of you who haven't heard yet, Eric watched aerial footage today of each hole, also took notes front <laughs> and back. Yeah. So so that's what I'm saying is these guys are going to have this sprinkler head on hole, fu- on hole five. This sprinkler head on the front right is going to come into play, at least on one of the final groups. Uh, it's going to be an issue. Hole six. Okay. Hole six is kind of an iconic one because it's over the tree. Uh, these guys got to hit it over the tree. There's also a bunker again that sits at 300 yards. They have to hit it, be able to hit it, this swooping cut or go around the tree and kind of bring it all the way around. They got to get creative if they want to be able to um, have a nice, easy second shot. But it's also the second most difficult hole when it was played in 2008. But it also has the deepest green as far as depth wise, but it's an uphill green. So mm-hmm. these, these guys are going to be firing these, you know, these six, maybe five irons into these things and they're going to get it back there, but it's uh, forward facing green. So it's probably going to come below the hole. So I, if it was me, I would bet bogey live bet bogey on hole six. Um, number seven, I, uh, Bunkers sit at 300 yards again. You can kind of see where I'm getting here. Um, bunkers, bunkers sit at 300 yards on the left. Uh, farther left, the better, though. Uh, better view with the canyon surrounds 75% of the green. So this this thing kind of wedges out, and you got a canyon that wraps around. And so these guys got to be far enough left. That way they get enough, um, basically enough play on the green so they're not hitting these wonky shots that come in there. I, I would bet par. Um, Eric, Eric, I'm going to take some of these bets um, that we're going through. This is all beautiful. I'm going to take some of these bets and uh, win this weekend and buy you a, a microphone because... Is it not working? <laughs> it's working. It's just popping. Okay, here. I'll hold it right here so it doesn't doesn't get too bad. All right, another one. Hole number eight. But we don't want you stiff. <laughs> and I, I think I think it's more so when you t- the way you talk into it. But Okay. This is what it is. This is what you guys get over at Game On. You're welcome. So, 
Taco Taco Bell internet and fifty percent off <laughs> Apple headphones. That uh, came free with the box that they don't do anymore. This came with my iPhone four. <laughs> uh, All right, next hole. So next hole uh, is a par three. This is the second par three on the front nine. Uh, it's the shortest par three, and it's a two-tiered putting green. So depending on where the pin is, if the guy that you're wanting to win is actually playing re- very well, you can bet that he might birdie this hole. This one uh, sets up pretty well because it is a shorter hole, and a lot of these guys can stick it in pretty close. So the first par three, we're going to go par. Second par three on the front nine, we're going to go birdie. Mm-hmm. Look at Heavy Steph has got your back. Okay. All right. You, what you're doing there is a lot better now. Okay. I think it's just Even rubbing up against my neck. All right. Big neck. Big. <laughs> just unshaven. <laughs> so, uh, so to make the turn, we're on hole number nine. This baby, hole number nine. Are you ready for this one? Second ready. longest hole. It's the only par five on the front. Okay. Like I said, they made one uh, par five a par four. Um, but it's the only par five on the front nine. This hole has nine bunkers total. Two bunkers sit at 60 yards out. So if you have these guys that uh, don't hit it as far, they might not be able to go for it in two. They're going to have say to nine bunkers, nine bunkers, and two of which sit right in front. Um, but in case you're wondering, it was the third easiest hole in 2008 when it was played. So what does that mean? Wow. Bet the birdie. Bet the birdie. Boys coming in hot. Especially when people probably think that you're going to get more pars and bogeys. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the par fives, these guys tend to tear it up, which is why they moved one par four to par five. But uh, that's one that I would bet the birdie on that one. If you if you got a Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka bet or something, uh, birdie, you're better. You know, those, those guys can definitely... John Get Rom. on the green. Johnny Rom. <laughs> Johnny COVID. <laughs> I don't uh, think he had it. You think it was just a false positive? Oh, yeah. Get up those a lot. Oh, man. Um, all right. So we met, now made the turn. So that was the first nine holes. Um, all right. Speed it up. Okay. You ready? Ready. Number, number 10, bunker sit about 280. You need a guy that can carry it 320. That's a big factor. So this, so your winner has potentially birdie nine. He's coming in, making the turn. He's got to be hit it big. Green goes right. He's got to carry three twenty to have a nice little shot in there. Par four. That's something. Okay. Out. Okay. Hole eleven. This is the most difficult hole in two thousand and eight. Uh, the pockets are front right and back left on the greens. So here and well, I guess it doesn't work when I'm on the camera. But front right, back no, we left. We get so it. We get it. So if the pin's there and you got a guy that can stick one in there on the par three, otherwise wind is going to be a huge factor as well. Bet the bogey on th- bet the bogey on eleven. Okay, uh, number twelve, par four, five hundred and one yards. This they must find the fairway. Your guy must find the fairway. It was the most difficult hole in two thousand and eight. Number twelve. This one was the par five that they turned into a par four. So if you went out and played it, this this hole was the one that they made the big change on uh, and made it a par 71 rather than 72 for these guys. Um, but, yeah, this is the one that you want to watch. 
The hardest hole. You... So wait, which hole is this again? Hole number 12. 12. This is going to be the hardest? Hardest hole. Okay. So, um, sorry. 11 was the hardest par 3. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 11, that's what I meant to say. 11 was the hardest par 3 on the course, and 12 is, was the hardest hole overall. And yet um, they made that one a par 4 now? Yeah. So that's going to be even harder. Yes. Bet, right. bet the bogey. Bet the bogey. There we are. <laughs> BTB. Bet the bogey. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to write all these. I'm going to write the ones that I like the most down. Well, I mean, I'll write most of them down, but um, that's what I'm going to give out to the locals, members, everyone on there. By the way, Eric, you need to sign up for that, and I will send you a link to that tonight, gameon.locals.com. Heavy Steps is a member now. Hey, yo. www.imonit.com. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, hole 13. Longest hole, 612 yards. It was the second easiest hole in 2008. Bet the birdie. It's a par okay. five. Uh, as long as the golfer can carry it 285 yards, which I went on the PGA tour.com and looked at stats. Um, These guys we, do it in their sleep. Dude. So you have your, you have everyone that you know, right? If mm-hmm. I go all the way down to 285. I have Ryan Moore, Mark Anderson, JJ Spawn, Kelly Craft, and Ian Poulter. Have you can heard I of say, any of those guys? I can't can say never heard of her, except for Ian Poulter. <laughs> I was going to say. So that's where you're at. I mean, you can go down and find some other guys, but then you're like in the 270 range. I mean, KJ, KJ Choi is the shortest driver on tour at 269. So all these guys are, you know, definitely in the hunt. But 285 is your kicker number right there. If they can, if they can hit 285, they'll be. It rolls birdie out and, to about birdie. And what is this? Hole 14. This is hole 13. God, I'm always one ahead. Hole 13. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uphill approach, long rollback, and it funnels to the middle. So this thing is set up for birdie central. So bet the bogey 12. Bet the birdie 13. Um. Number 14, uh, I wrote big drive, short approach, green funnels, front left. So if you see that the pin is going to be on the front left that day, bet the birdie. Okay. Otherwise, bet the par. Um, hole 15, they have two different tee boxes. Uh, it's either a 480-yard par 4 or a 513-yard par 4, uh, depending on where they put the tees. However, this many bunkers on the hole. It's the only hole, or I should say on the fairway. It's the only hole that doesn't have any bunkers on the fairway. Okay. Um, uh, the green funnels front left. So if you see it front left again, bet the birdie. And, and okay. when you say this, bet the birdie, bet the bogey or whatever, you're saying pick the players that you want that you like, that you want to bet. Well, I guess at least when it comes to birdies and maybe more of the average Joes is when you want to bet the bogey or wherever you want to try to find value before the hole when you're live betting. Yeah, if you're live betting it and you have the option to pick whether the guy's going to birdie your bogey. Um, the other thing is, is with every golf course, there are certain holes that um, – there are certain stretches of holes where these guys, I mean, you'll watch these tournaments where like he's birdied the last six holes, right? And then he pars out. Okay. So there's like certain strike points that these guys have on these courses because nobody ever comes out and shoots, shoots 18 under, right? 
Um, so like holes, what are we what are we going with? 13, 14, 15, and 16. I think in that range, you're going to get a lot of your birdies. So, so if you bet all four under, a guy could go three for four or whatever, and it depends on what odds you're getting to. I would imagine most birdies, someone getting birdie, you're probably getting plus money on those, so you probably only you need get, to hit. I think you get plus 200. Depending on who yeah. the golfer is, I would imagine, though, too. I think it's just like a standard plus 200. So and plus 200, you only need to even hit. I mean, out of those four, if someone birdies two of them, you're making money. Yeah, so I think I think it's plus 200 for birdie. Uh, it's birdie or better. And then for par, I think it's minus 125. And then bogey is plus 125, 150, something like that. So um, I've, I've live bet a few of them, but that's definitely one that, uh, like I said, 13 through 16, you're looking at your your big ones. Um, okay, okay. But, yeah, 15 has the split uh, tee boxes, so that's going to be a big one for those guys. More than likely, they're going to play the 513 tees to lengthen it out. Uh, 16's a par three. It's the longest par three. Uh, these guys have to be below the hole. Heads up, there's a sprinkler on the front left of the green. So <laughs> I love these nuggets. <laughs> so <laughs> these guys, if they put the if they put the pin in the front left, there's gonna be a sprinkler scene. You're gonna have to see a guy chip over a sprinkler. You're gonna see something. I, I have this feeling. It's like when I called you the other day, way before the NBA final started, and I said, Hey. I'm pretty sure the Suns and the Bucks are going to play in the finals. And, and I agreed with you on the Suns. Yeah, until, what was that, three hours ago when Chris Paul decided to get frisky with COVID? No, he's going to be fine. Listen, real quick, on that, okay, he's out indefinitely. The most time he can be out is two weeks. Um, they're not even going to be playing for at least a week for the first game. So the most he can miss is three games. Doubt he misses three games, but still, let's say he misses two games They'll be fine. They can go one and one in one of the in those two games, and then have them back. Is that ten business days or is that fourteen days? <laughs> I think we count the weekends. Oh, okay. So I wasn't sure, you know. <laughs> but um, so whole sixteen sprinkler front left. Look for it. Okay. Uh, if there was a prop bet that a player would have to chip over a sprinkler, I would put a hundred dollars on it. I got. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. Like, get, just book that one. Can, FanDuel, can I get some? Can I get some favors here? Um, par four on seventeen. Uh, canyon. It's the canyon hole. Do not go left because guess what? You won't find your ball because it'll be right down there in the canyon. Um, bunkers start at two sixty five. It's not a very deep green at all. But um, like I said, the bunkers are two sixty five. These guys are hitting it two like two eighty off the tee. Just, you know, so don't even worry about the bunker. And then hole 18, this is where it gets juicy. Okay, you yes. ready? Mm-hmm. So we went through every single one of those to get to the last one. And we're about to hit some hit some prop bets. Hole 18 is a par 5. It was the easiest hole in 2008. Yes. Uh, if they don't hit the fairway, they don't eagle it. Okay, but 80% of the players hit the green in three or less in 2008. So a lot of eagles. So green green and reg, so a lot of birdies and eagles. Uh, water is short left, and it's a false front, so you might see a few of those 
um, like at the Masters where they hit it short and they might spin it off into the water. But realistically, there's enough there's enough room there. They're just fine. Okay. But um, but that brings this into play. It is a par five. Okay. We did this one for the Masters. Shortest putt. All right. Which way are you going? Three and a half feet under or over. You'd have to go under because of the people that miss those equal putts. Yep. Just barely. That's, that's exactly it. So I think that's almost a lock for under. It's minus 135. And that's so for the tournament too, right? Yeah. So Someone's, the length. No, no, you're, no, that's for the, the winner. That's the winner. Yeah. Right? The length of the winner's final shot is minus yeah. 135. So you get these guys that just, you know, rope it up these two big shots down there, chip it up. And then either two putt or, you know, maybe they get, they get on in two, they miss their Eagle putt. They tap in for birdie. You're going to see a lot of these guys try to see where the pin is probably going to be. Like I was talking with the 12, three, six, and nine, but I mean, a lot of it's, a lot of it has to do with, I would go with the under on the three and a half feet for final. Now, now the thing where this could backfire to us is, is, is it's for the winner's putt, right? Correct. So someone who maybe wasn't in the lead and they end up making eagle to put them in the lead and then the the current leaders choke down the stretch and then they have to, they end up not winning. You know what I mean? Because we always think the last two golfers are the one that's going to win it. That's not always the case. Well, if you take the over three and a half feet, it's plus 105. I mean, it's... It's, it's more likely like, that yeah, it's not it's not it's not worth it. Yeah, uh, but I I like the under on the three and a half feet. I think you can, I think you can parlay the three and a half feet with the highest score, and get some pretty good odds. As far as I I can't. Uh, okay, so what I love about what we just did there, and you know it's a little lengthy there, but people can go back watch this, listen to it. It'll be out on podcast form, but and I will type a lot of this out and send it out. What I love about this though, is cause it's a live betting. So even though we're doing this the night before and it's not very convenient for some people who probably mm-hmm. have listened to all these other pros out there that are, you know, giving out their picks, no, no shade at them. But what I like, which you just did there, you gave little nuggets on each hole. You gave what we should look for in each hole. And this is live betting all tournament long. So some people can come back, listen to this, or look at the notes and be like, oh, you know, maybe they didn't have a chance these first two days, but over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, they want to do a little live betting. I don't, I don't think there's any, many people that I've seen so far that's talked about this tournament um, break it down like that. And I think that's something, something that only a person that watches aerial footage of every hole, <laughs> drone footage, can, can bring. Yeah, <laughs> take me on the real VR experience. No, I like that. I like that. I think that's that's something unique. I think. Uh, I think it makes sense too. I think people f- will feel better about betting some of these birdies. You know, once again, you got to hope you have the right person, but you said, make sure someone could, you know, someone can drive over 285 yards and you're like, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, like the biggest nuggets that you have are like the average bunker is two two eighty, right? Yeah. Or hole right. one, only 48% of the you know players made the, or hit the fairway. Yeah. So, I mean, you might have a guy that you feel pretty confident about. You know, he misses the fairway. He makes bogey, let's just say, and and you go, oh, I guess he's not going to make it. Well, there's a lot of guys that miss the fairway and make bogey. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunity, but at the same time, this is a coastal um, 
a coastal course where wind is going to be a factor, right? Afternoon yeah. wind. So you're going to have a lot of these guys that potentially are going to be kind of earlier in the day that are going to fire some low rounds and your winners uh, or your final groups. If it's a close one, that's where I'm thinking you might want to pick someone outside the top five. So okay. if you're going in the final day, right. And it's minus six, minus six, minus five, you know, you have this chunk of players. I would look at the minus three guys because those guys are not going to be dealing with as much wind on those final holes. So you, like the minus one, minus three guys, those guys could actually, you know, eagle 18 and not have to deal with the wind as opposed to the final group that might have to deal with some wind going into 18 and they might get their par. And that guy just made up two strokes yeah. you know, on that final hole. Yeah. So, man, that's uh, that's some good stuff there. Yeah. So, well. I know we you, don't do this all that often and we're not wrapping this up yet, but I'm saying when we bring it, we deliver. Or at least 50%. you do. I, I chime in. <laughs> yeah. 48, 52. <laughs> okay. So how about we, so you broke that down. How about let's go into some of your pre-tournament favorites. Obviously it's kind of hard to say live betting stuff. Now we kind of went over all that, but pre-tournament like props that you like winners that you like laid on me. I got, um, top fives. I, I haven't picked a winner. Um, I got about three guys that I like, but if I'm going to lay, you know, let's say 20 bucks. I'm going to throw 20 bucks at it. I would rather throw 20 bucks and have a top five finish as opposed to 20 bucks and try to pick an outright winner because yeah. I'm thinking Xander Shoffley at plus three, 350, uh, Brooks Kepka and Colin Morikawa is plus 500. You get those guys in a top five, um, whether you want to, you know, combine them. That's a little aggressive, but um, I'm thinking, you know, Tony Finau was pretty much automatic for a top 10 finish. So he's a great parlay if you want to drop down and do a Xander Shoffley top five. Um, what did I just say? Tony Finau top 10. Mm-hmm. Combine those two for a nice little parlay. Um, but I mean, Tony Finau is, he's just, he's automatic. It's unreal, right? <laughs> he's going to place, he's going to place top 10. That's just what he does. Okay. I think didn't he play top ten in the Masters? I'm not sure. I forgot about uh, the, the leaderboard there once Bubba was out. You quit watching after Friday. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> when see who Kim like really let us down the last two days. That was devastating. Dude, we potted mid tournament. That was that was on us. We cursed him. Yeah, we shouldn't have done it. I mean, we were nailing it from the beginning of last tournament and then we ruined it by potting in the middle of it. Is it really our fault that he breaks his putter and has to finish with a five wood and then he goes, no. And that ruined a couple strokes too. I mean, the the boy, not level headed, no matter what they say. I like that about him though. (laughs) (laughs) God, I want to take him again. Um, So uh, the first round leader, you can get plus 2000 on this. This is a good one. So if you think uh, Bryson DeChambeau, is going to come out and just smoke the course plus 3000, right? Old Johnny COVID wrong plus 2000. So that's a to be the first better. to be the leader leader after the first round. That's better than the tournament odds. Exactly. Because remember the stat we talked about. That's right. If, if they're in first, they're not winning after the first. That's true. 
So if you think one of these guys is going to come out, but there's always a dude that just shows up, mm-hmm. right? There's always a dude. There's always a usually can't pronounce his name. Yeah, there's always a Cameron Smith at plus five thousand five hundred. Um, Bubba Watson. <laughs> do you want to know what Bubba is? Yes, because I might bet it. After the first day. Yeah. Nine thousand. To be leader that's, after that's that's a lot of Miller Lights I could win. <laughs> <laughs> are they Miller Lights? Are they a sponsor? Should be. Not One yet. One day. <laughs> One day. Until then, I'm drinking these stupid seltzers. <laughs> a little seltzy, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to keep the weight down. Slim it down. You can tell. That's why you're wearing a button up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got for me? Um, will the flag stick be left in for the winner's final putt? That's a no. It's minus when, when does that ever happen? Um, if he puts it in off the green, it's actually not illegal on the rules of golf. They changed it to leave the flag stick in. And there is scientific study that shows that if you leave the flag stick in, it increases your chance of like making the putt. If it does potentially go in, like you, you limit the amount of lip outs. Yeah. But I feel like, that's like uh, hitting backboard on a free throw. I think. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Like, it is, <laughs> it's kind of like, come on. <laughs> it's That's true. You know, the backboard is there, but I ain't going to use it. Um, but no, I think Bryson DeChambeau actually putts with it in. Um, so if you think he's going to win, he's one well, of those. You might as well guys. just bet him to win instead of betting. Well, pl- well yes, it's plus 700. That's just a stupid prop, though. So let's go top twenty, okay? Okay. Top twenty. I want some juice. I want some. I want something five hundred or more. You know, I want something to make me salivate. Okay. Bubba okay. Watson. He's plus four hundred. I don't want that. Okay. I'm going. Um, plus twenty or top twenty. See who can. I don't even know. Henrik Stenson is nine hundred. Man, it's so hard to. God, I might have to go in the – see, I'd go in the mm, – Siwoo Kim is 350. Cameron Champ is plus 700. That's my boy right there. Cameron okay. Champ. Okay. That's People are going off about this guy. What is his name? Uh, Higo? Garrick Higo. H-I-G. I never follow anything. Any, like Everyone's running with, stay away from it. H-I-G-G-O. You lost value on it at that point. Well, he's plus 250 to place top 20. Um, my boy, the three-bar star, Joaquin Neiman from Chile. <laughs> I know you like him. I know you haven't heard of him. Let's figure out what he is for top 10. He's my three-bar star. Oh, boy. <laughs> plus 550. He's like fourth in driving distance on tour. And he represents, or he's represented by Adidas, and he always has this that stupid hat that's got the three bars going down. Can't do it. He's dude. Five fifty to place top ten. Book it. Jared Neiman from Chile. He's like twenty two. You know, young dumb full of cum. Let's it run. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Grip it, rip it. <laughs> see it, see it down the middle. Um, but if you want like a nice top ten. Go with a Brooks Kepka plus one eighty five, um, Tony okay. Tony Finau plus two hundred, uh, Scotty Scheffler plus three fifty, right? Patrick Cantlay, 
plus 225. So there's some good value, especially if you want to parlay some together. So nice. that's, where I, that's where I would look if I was you. I'd go. I like it. Any, anything that's plus 350 and try to try to pick two guys that you yeah. really like. I feel like a lot of people waste money on like trying to figure out who's going to win it and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just so hard. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a waste, but like a lot of these props, the yes, no props are really good to bet. And then I think, I think just the live betting is, is where it's at. Like how you want to bet golf. If you want to be profitable, like, yeah, you could get lucky. You could put a hundred dollars on someone to win it and, and make a lot of, you know, make a good return, but good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, you can live bet it going into the weekend. So you can let them play Thursday, Friday, pull up the leaderboard, and still get Tony Finau. Let's see, plus. So Tony Finau to place top ten right now is plus four fifty. Well, what about what about um last tournament or the Masters? It was because uh, we were high on John Rom, and he didn't really have a good day until the last day. And the last day, you could bet him to finish top five at like plus four hundred, and he yeah. did. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. he he shot like minus six that day, which not likely, but I mean he he you can get stuff like that. Yeah, and that's really what you're picking. I mean, the Masters was over uh, with Hideki. I mean, what do you have a four shot, five shot lead or something after the first hole because they bogeyed? But still, I mean, like what I'm saying is Tony Finau top five finish. You can get it plus four fifty. You can probably get that same value, maybe a little bit better. Unless he's in the lead. Yeah. You know. yeah. But, I mean, Colin Morikawa, plus 500. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's. I think you're right. I think you, you stay away unless if you got a good feeling or, you you know, you want to backfill. Or you and, just want to throw a little, little bit on something just because you like a guy and you want to just do it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Golf Futures. Where's to win the U.S. Open? Uh, Xander Shoffley is plus 1,600. Bryson is plus 1,800. Brooks is plus 1,500. And John Rahm is plus 1,000. So yeah, I could, top Rahm, I could be so wrong. Where's Spieth? Spieth is plus 2,200. I kind of like that. I like those odds. 2,200. Get out of here. Spieth owns the Open, the U.S. Open, that is. Does he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure what was it? Brooks Kepka is is won it three of the last four years or whatever it is. Yeah, that's why Spieth is due. <laughs> the golf gods are smiling down on old Spieth. Twenty-two to one. Oh, nice. Throw a couple shekels at it. I mean, you put two dollars on it, you get yourself forty-four bucks back. Go buy yourself a Miller Lite. Say, that's a lot of Miller Lite. I could go to Costco <laughs> and get the big pack of Miller Lights. You go to a bar, buy a Miller Lite, and actually give a tip. It's true. <laughs> Heads up, though, this course is 7,700 yards is what it's going to play. Your average courses play about 1,000 yards less than that. Okay. Okay. So so this is a, this is a longer hole. Uh, longer distance does pay off. So heads up, if you, know, if you got a guy that doesn't hit the ball far, if Bryson comes out and he fires like a you know, 63 the first day, Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw some money on him to win it, right? Because you'll probably get some random prop bet that's like Bryson, Brooks, or the field, right? Or you even if it's after the first day, you would still get plus money on him because there's yeah. so much golf left. 
No, but that's what I'm saying. That's usually a prop bet is is the leader plus the next big favorite or the field. And yeah. I've made money just betting the field. The field, think about it, is, you know, 40 players. Mm-hmm. You know, so do I want 38 opportunities to win or two? So a lot of them definitely, you know, try to see if you can find that bet. That bet exists every now and now and again. But wouldn't it be great? Have you been following this Bryson Brooks debacle? It's awesome. Dude, Golf I needed that. I, I feel like there's going to be some sort of Bryson Brooks matchup. They're going to pair them Dude, together. What if they're the final two? <laughs> Let's go, Brooksy. Let's go. It's, it's absolutely, oh man, that, that would be what golf needs. Yeah. And then you get a sudden death. So then you get more than 72 holes with these two guys playing together. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just, but it's going to barstool sports can, they're going to have to up their servers. So much traffic. That's awesome. <laughs> like, so. All but, right. Well, uh, I think that's, I think that's pretty good. We've begun 49 minutes now. I'm proud of us. We kept it under an hour. Is there anything other gyms you want to talk about? Anything we didn't talk about? Uh, there's odds, uh, Brooks versus Bryson to win in a charity boxing match. Just so you know, <laughs> uh, Bryson is plus 140. Brooks is minus 180 with a bad knee. So, no, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was great. Everyone, hope you enjoyed that. This will be out on podcast form as always. Hey, we're getting close to episode 100. We're going to do something special for that one. Of course, as I said in the beginning, everyone, if you're still here and you made it all the way through, thank you. But go join Locals. It's gameon.locals.com. Eric's going to be a new member on there, and you can get all of Eric's golf tips. He will be posting throughout the weekend because I'm going to make him. And uh, I will post some stuff on there, too. And uh, no, but gameon.locals.com, get access to all our picks, all our ideas, all our thoughts, direct access to us to ask us questions. You can get it all on Locals as a big community of sports gamblers where we all work together to find the best bets every day. All right. Well, so if you're having trouble finding that website, just go to www.figuredout.com. It's a direct (laughs) link to (laughs) www.gameon.locals.com. There's no WW on it, but. Oh, man. (laughs) You failed. (laughs) All right, everyone. Take Take care. care.